Welcome to Talk Tech with Data Dave. I'm Alexis, your host of Talk Tech with Data Dave, and I'm here with my friend Data Dave to talk about all things technology, all things data, all things cloud, all things D3 Clarity. Hi, Alexis. This is Data Dave, Dave Wilkinson, CTO and founder of D3 Clarity. And thank you for having me back and for talking all things data. I really enjoy this podcast, but what makes it better is when we have listeners who ask questions. Don't get me wrong, I have a ton of questions for you, Dave, but whenever a listener offers up a question, the conversation just goes so great. So if you have a question for Data Dave, email us at talktech at d3clarity.com and we'll be happy to answer your question in the podcast. You can also submit a question right on the D3 Clarity website. Either way, we'd love to hear from you. Talk Tech with Data Dave is brought to you by D3 Clarity, offering clarity for improved decision making. D3 Clarity delivers profitability multipliers through better data and digital infrastructure. For more information, contact D3 Clarity at d3clarity.com. All right, Dave, a couple of weeks ago, you and I and Patrick Walsh, our cloud team leader, had a conversation about kind of security of identity in the digital world. We started the conversation talking about identity in the digital world in general. We put a pin in that at the time of the conversation, and I'd like to come back to it today because it's a much bigger conversation than just authentication and the computer knowing who we are. So I want to hear your perspective. What is identity in the digital world? Okay, that's a loaded question, Alexis. It really is. That's it. I that's love it. those questions. That's a big question. What is identity in the digital world? Okay, so identity. Let's go back to some definition. Identity, identifying something. We can identify lots of things, people, places, and things. We identify them as a physical place in a world, as a event, as a person, as a number of things. If we go back to that as a structure, which is what do we identify? We're particularly talking about the identification of a person. It could be the identification of your dog. Interestingly, in the digital world, we're particularly talking about the identification of a person. Mm -hmm. If I talk about a place for a minute, just to establish a fundamental backdrop, if I talk about a place, what is a place on the planet Earth? A place on the planet Earth is a point on a map. It is a place, a location where people are, often a latitude or longitude coordinate from right. the equator, from the meridian, etc., to give you a place on the map. So it clearly identifies that place. It could also be an address. An address is a place, somebody's address. But how do you sure. identify? You can identify a place before it's an address, but with a latitude, longitude coordinate. So if you're building okay. a house, you can identify it first. An identity is the data, if you like. Go back to what we said about data. Get back to the very root. Back to the first discussion when we talked about data and data being the evidence of a thing, the historical evidence right. of something, the parameters that describe the thing. So the data describing a place would be the coordinates. The data describing a place would be the address. So the address is the identity of a place. The digital identity for a place is an address. There is something here, and you know how to dereference that address and get to that place. Yeah, that all makes sense. Right? It all makes sense. All perfectly reasonable. So now we get into you as a person. What is your identity? You have an identity. You have a unique identity. You are Alexis, a very special person. I'm a host of a podcast. Yeah. That's right. You are Alexis. You are a very special person. You have an identity. You exist in space. You exist in time. You exist. Mm -hmm. How do you identify yourself 
is one question. You're Alexis. You have a name. The name is a moniker, a piece of data that describes you. But that's not unique. There are other Alexises. There sure are. There's even an Alexa, who sometimes we talk to right now. Right. And sometimes you talk to on accident. Right, exactly. Because you say my name. (laughs) So you have an identity, but the question becomes, what data uniquely identifies you as that particular Alexis? So other pieces of data that would help identify me besides just my name. Besides just your name. And often... If you think about a commercial world, often it's your name, the place where you live, so your address, your whole name, and names are interesting in their own right because they change in culture by culture. For example, in Iceland, they still use the first name and son as an addition to the moniker. Like, my name Wilkinson, son of Wilkin, Mm -hmm. they still do that in Iceland. Oh right. my goodness. So, 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 I had so no culture, idea that was still a thing. Cultures still do that. And names mean different things in different cultures around the world, which gets really interesting when we get into names. So different conversation. So what is the moniker, the name, the data, the ancillary data that describes you as a unique individual? So that becomes your name, maybe your address, maybe your phone number. Increasingly, yeah. your identity is connected to one of these, mm-hmm. right? Your device. To a cell phone, yeah. And that is actually contains more information about you than you would possibly think. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. The data that describes you becomes a proxy for your identity. So the data. So like my my birthday, my social security number, my name. Those are all things that describe me. They're all things that describe you and allow you to be described and reached and talked to. Mm -hmm. So your name, date of birth, social security number, address, phone number, the device that you carry etc. And mm-hmm. I said that intentionally rather than necessarily using phone number, because that's a slightly different viewpoint. All these things uniquely identify you. Interestingly, when we were doing some work in identity a little while ago, we had a lot of challenge with identifying twins at point of birth before. Right. We talked about this a little bit once before. Right. They don't have unique names at that point, and they haven't established an identity. An identity hasn't been given to them. So it's baby A and baby B, but and how do you but they have the start? same birthdays and they have the same, same almost birthday. the same birth times and the same parent names. Yeah, exactly. So it can get confusing. That's the basis of what we mean when we say digital identity is the data that describes you and the data that you use to describe yourself. Why do we make such a fuss about it? Another valid question, right? Is yeah. And we do. We make a huge fuss about it because this can be very private information. My social security number. Yeah. My birthday. Yeah. If you have that, you can get a credit card in my well, name. Exactly. This is the point is that in the modern world, digital theft and digital impersonation is very dangerous. If I can get a credit card in your name and pretend to be you, that's essentially where well, it's defrauding the financial institution and theft from you because you're liable for those funds. Mm-hmm. So having this data this information that describes you makes a big deal, becomes a big deal. And whether it's your credit information, if you remember in the other session, we were talking about PII, PCI, and PHI. Right, right. right? So PII is the basic identifying information. This is what you might give to a retailer when you check out with cash. And they, you say, oh, would you like to receive information about this? And you say, oh, yes, here's my email address. And my name is Alexis. Mm. And yeah, send me details on your offers. You might give that. If you pay with a credit card, you've given them personal credit information. PCI, right. PCI, so that's PII and PCI. And then if you apply for a loan, mortgage, bank account, et cetera, there's a lot of PCI 
and personal financial information, personal credit information that goes into that. And that can be incredibly valuable to a bad person to steal from you. But your identity, your PII is also valuable in that they can impersonate you. So they could log on to the websites as you. Insider type crime, when people impersonate an employee, get into their account and then cause havoc, theft and other things within that environment. So this personal information, this identity is incredibly important. And, you know, from on a corporate perspective, you want to talk to the person you think you're talking to. You don't want to share the wrong information with the wrong people. If I'm trying to persuade you to buy something, I want to actually know that I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, so this- and I think uh, I, I think that's something that we do. or That's something that I do in my role pretty regularly, I act as our M365 admin. So when people need resets on their passwords, they come to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't just reset their passwords for them. I have to make sure that it's them that they're asking for, or or it's them that's asking this question. And that's my way of protecting their identity. And I guess that's my way of protecting the org. But I guess I've never thought about that in this context before. I always just thought, you know, that was the right thing to do. But this all makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it is the right thing to do, absolutely. But it, but, but this is this is kind of why behind it, which is there's the data behind that. Now you've also dealt with what we call strong passwords and making sure people generate strong passwords mm-hmm. and not guessable passwords. If I know enough about me and I know my birth date and other things and my dog's name and my mother's maiden name, all of which is relatively easy in social media. If you look at Facebook and other things, certainly less so now, but a few years ago when everybody was putting whole profiles on Facebook and things, mm-hmm. you could actually glee. One of the common security questions is what's your mother's maiden name? Well, actually in an era of Facebook, that's really easy to determine. <laughs> Just look at the people you're connected to in Facebook. Your mother mm-hmm. might be one of them. And then trace back that person's history. And you can write computer programs to go and mine all this information. So that's why we get into stronger passwords with fancy characters and weird stuff in them to make them less guessable rather than just fairly basic information. Like, you know, the security questions. What was your first car? Okay. What's your mother's maiden name? What's your pet's name? Etc. That's actually discoverable information, right? I'm really but- tricky because I've never had a pet. But I like to answer that question anyway. <laughs> there you go. And so anyone who knew me, never going to guess it. <laughs> it's Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but all this forms your identity. More and more, your identity is bigger and bigger because your total digital footprint starts to form your identity. Because your, your digital mm-hmm. footprint is actually unique. What you've purchased, where you've been, what have you done. That's why mobile phones are so valuable and why we're tying identity more and more to mobile phones because people store their personal history on their mobile phones and that becomes a crucial Mm -hmm. part of it and so that becomes essentially a proxy for your identity and your identity starts to be your entire passage through life we all grow by our experience we become ourselves through the experiences we've had nature and nurture and all that kind of stuff it makes us who we are in a digital world the digital footprint that we leave behind us is the same kind of thinking. 
It's the nurture part of it. It's the footprint of all the history that we've done. We've built from our experiences and our digital identity is garnered from that. Because you can say that part of your digital identity is which movies do you watch? Mm. What accounts do you use? How much time do you spend online? Well, all this information from a digital marketing perspective is useful to help people target you, Alexis, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's the data that makes you unique, right? It's all the data that now builds up to make you unique. And you've left a digital footprint throughout your life. One of the things that you said very early on in our conversations day to day was something along the lines of these data points identify you, but these data points are not you. (laughs) Yes. But in the digital world, that gets kind of hinky because I'm not in the digital world. I'm sitting in my office talking to you. In the digital world, there's all of these data points that help identify me. Yes. And so I always think about that and I'd love to hear more about that concept from you. Well, you are a unique, of course you're unique. You are unique. (laughs) You're a unique biological entity that exists in space and time. Mm -hmm. You're not zeros and ones in a computer. You're not a piece of paper. And you have, if we get a little philosophical for a minute, you have free will. You are making decisions. Data points are static. Data points cannot be you. They describe what you have done. It goes back to what I said before, which is data is evidence that something happened. You leave a wake of data behind you, but you as the identity, are making decisions, creating these data points, creating this wake. What's interesting is, I think I said this in another episode as well, when we said mathematics is the language of prediction and then data is the language of history. What people are trying to do is use the wake of data points that you're leaving behind you to predict what your behavior is going to be next, because they want to know what you're going to buy. They want to know what you're going to do. It's valuable to know what Alexis is going to do. What horse are you going to put money on on Saturday? This is useful information. And you leave this wake of data points that people are mining to be able to predict, use mathematics to predict the future, to predict your future in particular, which is why you want to be, you could argue, I either do or don't want my future predicted for me. Mm -hmm. I want to be spontaneous. I don't want somebody always knowing what I'm doing. But some of that is actually really, really helpful. Like I buy clothes on I buy clothes on Amazon because I'm lazy and I don't like to go shopping. But Amazon goes based on your shopping history. This is the size that's likely going to fit you the best. And 95% of the time, Amazon's right. That's the size I needed. And so that's really handy. And so as much as I sometimes am like, uh, down with people following me on the internet, I'm also like, oh, it's so handy. Right. It's a double-edged sword, It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an absolute double-edged sword, which is we want the benefit, but there's a price to pay. Mm-hmm. So you are not your data. You have independent thought. You control your emotions. You, well, none of us really control our emotions. <laughs> <laughs> our emotions really control us. But again, that's a philosophical <laughs> It's a different topic. topic. <laughs> but you control your path through the world. You control your path through life. And you've got free will within that. Your data is just the, is a wake that you leave behind in the digital world. It is all a pointer to you. And it references you. And it starts to say this person is unique because we're getting smarter and smarter with that from a digital perspective, which is more and more data is used to identify you. But uh, Well, but I think that's the big picture for today though, right? It's that early our identity in the digital world is just a wake of data points that we leave behind us by doing things. 
Right. Um, and that has become our online digital identity. And then the importance of remembering that our online digital identity is not necessarily us. It's not us, and it's up to us to control that, and it's up to us to respect other people's. But there are some core nuggets of it that we use all the time that do identify the personal identifying information, your name, your address, your social security number, all these things that are incredibly valuable to you because they point to you. Mm-hmm. And you are not your data. Your data is not you. Right. I'm just me. You are you. Well, it's a lovely and... way to end this podcast. Eh? <laughs> me. And you will remain well, you and you are unique. I appreciate you answering my question for me today, Dave. Like I said at the top of the podcast, if you have a question for Data Dave, email us at talktech at d3clarity.com or you can submit a question right on our webpage. We are more than happy to answer your questions in the pod. Otherwise, Dave, thank you so much for chatting today. I appreciate you taking the time to answer my question, and I look forward to talking again. Excellent, and thank you. It's always fun. If you have a question for Data Dave, reach out to us via email at talktech at day3clarity.com. We'll be happy to answer your questions in the podcast. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by D3 Clarity. No one has time or patience to fix all of their data and infrastructure problems. D3 Clarity helps some of the world's most recognizable brands take the right action to turn their information into strategic profit making. For more information, go to D3Clarity, that's the letter D, the number three, the word clarity.com.